Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. That's right. The big thing show. We got a lot to talk about, man. Yes. Two out of the three of us watched Bad Batch and we're all caught up. How about that? You can guess who didn't watch it. And I'm going to tell you that you're probably right. I'm at best. He's the best. And he's going to be in another Star Wars thing. That's right. I didn't know Angelica Houston was in uh, Bad Batch. How about that? There's another movie coming out, and it's called The Mandalorian and Grogu. And now we know that it's coming out whenever it's coming out. But we also know it's shooting in Los Angeles. Is that bad news? I think it is. Talk about that. Netflix is up in their prices again. And I don't think it'll make a lick of difference. I think they could charge $75 a month, and people are still going to stick with that service. So we'll discuss that and more. Hit that button. What does that button do? It subscribes you to the channel. We are now at almost 131,000. Before the end of February, that was the goal, 131, 132. So we hope that you'll join us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. We're starting a brand new channel, a UAP news channel that's coming out. There's the link for that. If you want to join that, if you're part of the UAP part of it. If not, don't worry about it. Talk about the movie news and all that. It's me. It's Mike. It's Steph. It is the big thing. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is the big thing. It's myself, Steph Sabra, hey. Mike Kalinowski. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hold on one second. I want to do it. I love your camera. It makes me look so tan. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Spicy white, baby. It's good to have you here, both <laughs> you guys. Okay, so before the show started taping... Last night, last night, what I did was I said, okay, people, I know people want to hear us talk about Bad Batch, and we said we were going to get to it. All right, so here's what I did last night or two nights ago, whatever. I said, guys, Bad Batch, we got to watch it. And I got a response, and somebody watched it and somebody didn't. I'm going to reveal the person who didn't watch it. Here we go. <laughs> Me? What a surprise. Wait a second. I'm going back to these receipts Shocker. here. What a surprise. Shut your mouth, Steph. You're using my side. Hold on. What a surprise. Let me surprise. get these spectacles out here. Let me see. And the crowd. You said. And I said, you're a loser. Hold on a what second. A I'm going back here. Steph, he's a loser, isn't he? I mean, you should have watched it. Loser. Hold on a second. Anyway, loser. All right. So, Steph, we watched it. Yes. You and I. Um, I'll tell you the really good season so far. Yeah. Really good season. I really liked it. Yeah. It's, you said nothing. You threw me under the bus with I Miguel Fernandez. No, not in the How group text. How did I text. throw you under the bus? He watched the show. <laughs> and No, when he said the group text oh. came to watch it. There's no group text to watch no, it here. No, no, it's a separate text to you. Oh, separate text to you. No. I see you guys got a separate <laughs> thing on the show. separate text That's to you? That's exactly was it, right. Was it, yeah. was it just to you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, perfect. Okay, so there exactly. you go. <laughs> exactly. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. All right, I stand corrected. Does uh, it... But that reminder really helped me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It was really good, though. Uh, it was. It's, it's darker. Yes. And they're actually telling a story. And yes. even I was like worried because the second episode, I'm like, here we go. We're stuck on a planet. We have these new. It's going to be a side adventure. It's not a side adventure. It's very. It, they're all related to the overall plot. And even the this one from last night, like links back to the entire thing. I thought it was I, I think it's it's really it's really good. And it ties into the whole the cloning aspect and and how they're going to. Look, JJ put them in a hole with the whole Emperor Palpatine returning, but they're—I think they're—they're they're doing what they—what they can out of this thing. Yeah, and then we, can we discuss something? Yeah, we'll do spoilers. We're gonna spoilers. So okay. Mike, Mike doesn't matter. He's not gonna watch it. Right. Go so the 
the evil new guy who has all the funds from the Empire. Mm-hmm. He Doctor. said he showed up at the end of right uh, season two. He said that she has the M count. Mm-hmm. So is she force sensitive? Seems like she's got midichlorians or something yeah. along the lines. Yeah, I think that that's why they're whatever Snoke because they they're going right. to use it for Snoke. For, I think. Yeah, and because all these other it's not it's. Nobody has it, so they've been trying to test, and they finally. And I love that whole thing where she, they keep throwing the blood out, and then finally she gets tested, and it's like, oh shit! Like, right. Don't shoot it down. Like there's, and then I didn't. Who did you think was? Did you think the emperor was going to show up, or did you think it was going to be Vader? I I thought it was going to be the emperor. Okay, yeah. It was the only reason I thought Vader is because there's a trailer, I guess, with Vader in it. Oh, okay. And um, and I was like, oh, okay, this is when he shows up. And then the emperor gets off. I'm like, oh man. And the fact that it's actually Ian McDermott is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I I did not know Angelica Houston was in this show. I guess Wait, she, who is she's she? She's the queen. Um, when in the second episode, when um, Hunter and Wrecker go and and basically ask for help about where to find things, she's oh. the queen. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's like taking her role from uh, yeah. from John Wick, basically. Wait, that's so cool. Yeah, that I like that little scene. Yeah, I'm really liking the season so far. Me too. And it's and I think it's one of the it's the best start of a season so far in Bad Batch because it's it, like I said, it's got a full. It starts with the story and it's just carried on through the whole story. So, did you like the Bad Batch at all when you watched it? It would be like every fifth episode. I'd be like, man, if this show was this, this I, would be great. That. I felt the same way about the show in the past. <clears throat> so far, they've stuck to this is the story we're telling. Yeah. And it's the full story all the way through. I think for me the problem was it just seemed like around that time with Star Wars, every single thing was the adult hero with the child. Mm-hmm. That Mandalorian, right. Obi-Wan became that. It right. was just like, all right, I can't. Is, okay. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I, but, but I think that she has, um, Omega has kind of come into her own this season. Like okay. She, she's, she, I mean, she's not like kind of that bumbling kid. She does. You know, I really like Omega. Yeah. Um, and Harry's actually watching. He never watched the other seasons. Okay. You watch this. And season? he watched this season. He's like, I like her about <laughs> Omega. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, she's a cool character. Yeah. She's really capable. I like what they're doing with her connection to all the animals too. So that's interesting. Does he dig the the show so far? Yeah. Yeah. And as someone who's watching it for the first time and just kind of that's that's that says a lot to you because I don't think you really need too much. Other than to understand their relationship, that and like Camino, what Camino was right. in general, right? And right. That's it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely stuff that you pick up if you watch the other seasons, and even even the relation. Like, I think that one of the best moments actually is in the <gasps> end of season yes. four. Oh, what were you gonna say? The, the I mean, end, end of this sorry, episode, episode four. Yeah, it w- like actually kind of got me teary eyed. Yeah, yeah, to see them all reunite. Yeah, so basically, for, again, spoilers for people who have seen it. Um, they reunite because. Bull, uh, what's his name? Bullseye? Not Bullseye. What's Crosshair. His Crosshair. I was. Oh, hold on a second. I do know this about Crosshair. Yeah. I've heard. Of, I've heard about this. He's re- he's got a redemption arc, huh? Yeah. But it. But it's. It not, was so. No. Slow. We just talked about that. No. no Remember no. we said this that is, for the two seasons lead up. We're like this motherfucker better not be redeemed. No. It's well. It's well. It depends on how it's written. But you had it a problem with everything written. we do in Star Wars redemption arc. Yeah, but there's there's a different type of redemption though. It's different when every when everybody goes to the dark side. He can go to the dark side. He had he had, this this is the kind of redemption arc I'm okay with because of the way that it's it's the way that they wrote it. I'm okay. He didn't okay. Go to the dark side. Yeah, he didn't. I'm to, not saying the dark side. I'm just had, saying he, redemption arc. Yeah, but I don't. I it, to me, it's always like, oh, they went to the dark side. Now they go back to the good side, and then it's it's the same. You know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, there's an argument to be made there. There's there's no doubt that they do it all the time. But I thought that this is 
it's better than the Reva redemption arc. It's better than the Kylo Ren redemption arc. Um, it's it's done well. If it's written well and it's done well, it's part of Star Wars. It's just when it when you can see it coming a, m a million miles away, and it's not written well. This is like they didn't just like embrace like they, they're giving each other the stink eye at the end of the episode, and and even like I love like he's got a great relationship with her, and you can tell that the way like. He's he is still thinking the way that he does. It's just like we got to get the hell out of here. And she's like, "You can go if you want. I got to do this." And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna leave." And then he realizes not. I loved the imperial in this one, the, the overweight imperial yeah. that was just like you know, just uh, basically on his own riches and just a pure scumbag. But like, it, just a good. You could see him in uh, in in like Andor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like that they're not all the same. Like just. They're not all gonna want to just serve the empire. A lot right. of them are serving because it serves them. Yeah, I, I thought it. Look, I I agree. People are talking about this was a really good season so far. Absolutely, I I did. It did take me a while to finally watch it. Or other things that I was watching that I was like, okay, I'll get to it. And I and I said, you know, I, I wanted to at least get to it by Wednesday so we can talk about it. Yeah. and See whether or not I like it or not. And. And Steph and I watched it, and we and we dug it. Whether or not you, you can catch up because they're only a half an hour. Really, it yeah. is actually even if you're just doing laundry or something, it's slow yeah. paced but in a good way. I love. I'm gonna butcher her name, um, Salma Lou. Oh right, right, yeah, she's great. Her voice yeah. is so sick. Yeah, it's really good. It's so, so cool. And I like the the same. And and the doctor's got a creepy voice too. Yeah. You made your choice. Now I have all the assets from the empire, <laughs> and it's like. Jeez, creepy. Anyway, so I throw it to you guys. Are you watching this show? Do you like this show? Do you not care about it? Um, we're going to stay with some Star Wars stuff. All right, Star Wars news net, everybody. The Mandalorian and Grogu will shoot in California for 92 days. Film gets one of state's largest tax credits ever. It's bad news all the way around. Not, not, not for largest tax credits, but... The Mandalorian and Grogu is just a few months away from starting to shoot, and Disney Lucasfilm received a major boost in their financial prospects for the movie, which John Favreau will direct. As broken down by deadline, the film will employ 500 crew members, 54 cast members, 3,500 background players during its 92-day shoot to compensate for the job creation that the massive production will represent. The California government is giving back $21.755 million in tax credits, one of the largest sums ever for the Golden State. No actors have officially announced their return, though Pedro Pascal is expected to reprise a voice role, if not be on set at some point. Yeah, one-day shoot, probably. This will be the first time a Star Wars movie is fully shot in California. Collider report indicated that Lucasfilm is planning for a June start for the film, and if we take production's word, cameras would roll on June 17th of this year? On this year? Then why isn't it coming out next year? Anyway, 92-day shoot equals over 18... 18.5? Oh. A 92-day shoot equals over 18 five-day weeks, which means the production is targeting a mid-October wrap, four months in total. That's a long shoot, especially considering that previous seasons of Mandalorian have shot about six months, and the final runtime of the footage should be three times larger than the feature films. We've also heard from Katie Sackhoff that Favreau and Filoni like to film much longer scenes to later trim down in the editing room and reach the fast pace we've seen on the final cut of episodes. But a feature film typically takes much longer to shoot. Think of the Rise of Skywalker six-month production, though we assume they'll be using the volume a lot. That's where I've got bumped. They may be thinking of shooting more outdoor scenes to achieve a more pristine cinematic look than they can do in the volume. 
They will have plenty of time to edit and finish post-production on the film. The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian and Grogu is not expected to bow in theaters before 2026. All eyes will then turn to Daisy Ridley-led Star Wars movie from Charmino Bay which, if certain rumors already be believed, regarding a meeting between Angela Bassett and Lucasfilm could be settling its cast in motion. Um, okay, so here, here's my... The, the reason that I go, I don't know how this is, like, the best news is what Miguel said. That was Miguel Fernandez, by the way. <clears throat> but um, at the end of that is the volume side of it. Because they're shooting in L.A., they're getting the tax credit because they know they be like, we can shoot this cheaper. We'll shoot everything in the volume. We'll get a tax credit for it. We'll save some money. Bob will be happy. We can the budget side of it, where when you look at like Gladiator Two costing three hundred million, <laughs> and then there's a Joker Two, which is costing over two hundred million or, or or more, whatever it is. Like you're gonna scale back. And you're gonna make a cheaper one, okay? But. <sighs> The volume thing scares me because I just think of the Benny Hill scene from uh, from uh, Obi Wan and and Leia's running through the woods and Flea's chasing her and they still for some reason thought that was a good idea to keep in, and it looked so fake, it looked so terrible. So I wonder, I don't know, man. Um, but they say Miguel hints that maybe there's some locations that could be used. What do you think, Steph? Does it bother, does it concern you at all that it's L.A. Or, or am I making you know nothing out of this? No, I think it does. I, I, it's hard because we just saw Andor, and I think it, why it looked so much better is because yeah. it's on location. Yeah. And I, just been watching movies lately where, you, like, I just saw Troy, and you see like so much of it's yeah. on. It's it just it looks so much different to see real people mm -hmm. on a real set, and so there's a way that they can do it. Obviously, there's episodes on the volume that I love, and I can't really tell the difference necessarily, right. and it looks really good. But I think when you're over-utilizing it, I get concerned. And then I just saw... Did you watch The Last Airbender? Not yet. Okay, well, just... Uh, not talking about the show, but just shots in the show. There's s villages where they show so many people. And you know, lately, my problem with Mandalorian is that they have these villages of people that have, like, 20 people. Right. And it just, to me, you can't cut costs on that. Because right. then I'm like, okay, it's a village of 20 people. Are you guys incestually having children? <laughs> right. Like, this doesn't even make sense. Yeah. It takes me out of it. Yeah. Um, I... You know, with the movie, they're going to be able to do more. But you look at something like House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon used the volume, but you couldn't even tell no, when, so when cool. they did it. And yeah. they didn't do it all the time. They did it sometimes. When it relied, the first season of Mandalorian did it pretty well. Um, I it just uh, it just makes me nervous that they're they're doing it in LA because they have because they have the volume there. Mike, I know that you're definitely concerned about this. My first thing was like I love that they're shooting in LA for the the keeping the production yeah. here because it, LA is one of the most expensive cities in the world to live to to shoot in. It, Do we're a town built on yeah. entertainment, and yet they make it impossible to shoot here. Yeah. That's why everyone goes anywhere. But I heard Favreau won't shoot outside of LA. Oh, really? That that was someone said like he will not shoot outside of LA anymore. He wants to be here with his family and everything. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah. When I heard that, I was like, okay, it's gonna look like a soundstage movie. Like I, like yeah. As L.A., like for television, we've got so many locations. You can make L.A. look, downtown L.A. look like New York or big cities. We've got desert. We've got mountains. We've got yeah. snow. But I don't know if that leans itself to Star Wars. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean look, they, look they, they, I mean, yeah. well, wait a minute. You, you could, but it's, but uh, location-wise. They're saying they're shooting in L.A. They're not saying they're shooting in California. California, we've got diverse landscapes. Right. 
right. But they well, said they're shooting in L.A. Said that, did, it say, did it say L.A. I or California? Said LA. Hold on. I thought he said L.A. Double check because that's a great that's a great point. Yeah, that is. It's a great point. Like um, you upstate New York. I mean, Redwood Forest for Return of the Jedi. No, it says California. Okay. So it says California in, for 92 days. So that's okay, maybe. So look, now look, I have no problem with them shooting in California. My no. my thing is, even I don't have a problem with them shooting in L.A. Because you look at what Robert Rodriguez did when he put it on, on set. My concern yeah. is that they're going to get so reliant on, well, we have the volume right there. We can just put every, we can shoot everything there. It'll look great. We can make it look even better. Look what we did for like Lion King. Someone, look what we did for Mandalorian. That's what makes me nervous. Yeah, someone made a good point they were talking about the other day. It's like the actors, you can tell they've only got like five feet to move. Yeah. I think for Mandalorian, maybe for season one, why it works so especially it works so good for the sh- the ship cockpits. I think that works yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And a couple scenes where you're coming out of ships like Mandalorian and that yeah. season one the episode where you came out of a ship and you couldn't tell. It was just him walking on like right. a, a conveyor belt. Right. But when you've got action that's happening in it, like the Boba the Boba Fett looked real bad. Yeah. So I, I'm not not that not not in the Mandalorian in the actual show Boba Fett. Yeah, like, this didn't look good. But so I'm, I I mean I'm not saying don't use the volume because I think it's an amazing tool. Totally. I, I just think don't get reliant on it. Like there's times like you're right. Like the spaceship stuff. The, the yeah. it looks cockpit. I would much rather them do that because it looks the way that they, that's all set up and yeah. like. I just if they have a thing where they're like, no, let's actually shoot that on location. Let's do that here. If there's some things, it's just yeah, it's a matter of feel, being relying on it. I have a feeling it's going to be like any tool in special effects. Like after after Jurassic Park in the mid '90s, when CGI was coming up, like every movie had to CGI right. everything right. and 3D when that all went yes, down. Yes, but right. now they're like, we'll use it sparingly. We're not going to make our movie ridiculous with CGI, so yeah. everything that looks ridiculous, and it's a, just another tool in their arsenal that they use sparingly. I think for the TV shows it makes sense. Yeah. Because it's time consuming. Your TV shows you're on a much quicker turnaround. Budget. Yeah. But for a film, take I know. I don't know. I know. It's like I, I don't know. I'd love to I I'm hoping that the blend is right. I'm hoping it's 70-30. 70 on the location side of it, 30 on the volume. It won't be. No way. I'd be <laughs> curious. <laughs> I'd be curious what the sequel trilogy what their and I don't think the volume wasn't available then, but like what portion of on set versus soundstage work? Because right. all three of those films, whether you love them or hate them, had an incredible feel. Yeah. They had that that massive, right. big budget movie feel. Sure. And you even Solo, to, even yeah. Solo did. You wanted to have that for sure. And look, it's a Star Wars movie, and they, and it's the first Star Wars movie yeah, since Rise of Skywalker. You can't feel like oh, it's a. Okay, I'll say this. I didn't. I remember seeing parts of the movie, like um, Sex in the City, the movie. Yeah. Did it feel All shot in the volume? By the way, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, did it feel like oh, it, they got a little more money, but it's a longer episode of the TV show? Yeah. I'll tell you this. Did you ever watch uh, Power Rangers? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the original TV show, the shitty TV show. Long time ago. But when that movie came out. You're just like, oh my god, this is incredible because they were on location in Australia. Yeah, 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 they right, had sets, right. better costumes. It just looked. It didn't. You look just like, don't want it to seem like an extended episode of the right. show. Right. I don't want to go. Oh, it's a two and a half hour right. episode of what I can see on Disney Plus. Right. It's got to feel like a movie. I agree. I think it, it it does, and I think the way that you do that, besides just the the film and the bigger budget, is you got to do locations. Um, are you guys with us? Are you against us? What do you think? Um, put the comments in there. Do you think that having it in California? Will make them reliant on the volume. Do you not care if there are volume? What do you think the percentage should be? Let's give a percentage of what it actually will be. I think it's going to be about 65 
Yeah, I would say around 65-35. Um, is that right, math? Yeah, I think that's right, math. 65-35 for, uh, for volume over locations. What do you think? I, I think 20% location, wow. 80% volume. Wow. I'm going that- even one. I'm going to say 85% volume and soundstage. They're gonna do fifteen percent second Oof. unit location stuff. I'll bet. I think you guys are right, but I don't want to. I'll go bet that there's low. never the full first unit on location anywhere. <sighs> Especially um, Pat Pedro, he ain't gonna be on location no. anywhere. He's gonna zoom call his. Is it zoom lines. call? Yeah. And yeah. for a couple scenes where his helmet's off with Grogu, they're gonna, they're on the volume. Uh, he's he's not he's he's not gonna be there. And he and if he is, it's like one day shoot when he's. When? When he's in between Last of Us and Fantastic Four? When's he going to be available to do it? They're, wow. And they're shooting. That's the other thing they said. So this is the strange thing, and maybe Miguel can clarify, and he can even you shoot me a DM, um, Miguel, and let me know. But, like, the way this report seems, that they're shooting in June of this year. That's what it sounded like. So if it's usually only takes about a year or so. You know, but I guess because they're shooting it, it's because there's going to be so much volume and effects. Well, well, he did say it's going to be a longer shoot, <laughs> yeah, right? Six so if months it wraps or up. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess the answer is this: if they wanted to, they could have this movie ready by December of 2024, right? But don't no I mean, 2025. Okay, December 2025. Yeah. But the problem is, we've talked about this. Uh huh. Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. So. If Avatar wasn't there, then they probably would. It said, "Look, but, we don't, listen." They go, "They go. We don't need because if they're like, okay, well, when can you guys get this out? Realistically, we can have it ready by December 2025. But you got Avatar there, so we'll go for May. That to me makes more sense. It's probably what it is. But yeah, what is the eventuality that Avatar moves? No, every no, day it's moved, but every day time. they've said they've moved. Not for the new one. Even that was the, for the second one. The second one, they, but it wasn't like a pandemic thing because they were pretty much done. They're like, yeah. yeah, we need a little more time. We're gonna go wherever, and but they already like, filmed. They've already filmed. Already filmed yeah. But they've that. already filmed a lot of three. No, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. The film, there wasn't. I there wasn't know. a lot. Yeah. This. this I'm not is saying it stick. is, but I'm saying it could move. It, possibly, but I think I think it's gonna stick. I think because they know, especially now, and they were unsure. Um, even though they were probably confident that it was a James Cameron movie, they were unsure. It, like everyone else was, like how that movie was gonna do. Right. Yeah. The they didn't know yeah. how. The younger generation right. is going to react to it because yeah, they didn't weren't even around when the first one yeah, came out. Yeah, good point. What's kid. so crazy about that is when I remember, were you at D twenty three with me when they showed? No. So they showed the um, Avatar footage. Wave the water. Put, yeah, and they put like glasses on everybody too, and and I remember everybody thinking it looked great, but it was the least excited out of the entire thing. Everything they showed, it was people were like, oh yeah, the Avatar stuff was cool. But you would have never left that experience going, that's going to be the biggest movie of the year, one of the biggest movies of all time. You, like, I was excited for it because I, I love those movies, but and you probably would have been pumped. But the but I'm telling you, the the it's so strange. You're not going to move that movie, though, because okay. only be, like, because it movie did make so much money. It made so much that they're like, we they need that win. Plus, and then they push Star Wars to May and then December. But they better because Mandalorian. If that movie doesn't do well, it will. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't do well, that Ray movie is going to be in serious trouble. Yeah, yeah. The Mandalorian's lucky though because they do have the kids. Yeah, the Gro- kids because love of Grogu. Mandalorian and Grogu. And Grogu. Yeah, and, and Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all right. That's that's what that's what we got there so far with Mandalorian. Uh, what do you guys think? Put your comments in there for sure. Before we move on, I want to tell you guys I'm so excited to be working with both Tushy and 
both Blue Chew and Tushy. Tell you about both of them right now. Here you go. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Come on, let's do it. Let's talk about sex. Hey guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Everybody, you're like, yeah, back in the day, go whenever I wanted to. Well, now you can increase your performance. You can get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew's no joke. It's pretty great. It's unique online service, and it delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them whenever, daytime, night. You can plan ahead. Be ready whenever that opportunity arises. And the process is super simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, then you receive your prescription within days. And the best part? All online. No visit to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So, for me, yes, it works. And the thing is, you know, I didn't think I needed it, but hey, you try it for a month and you see, you love it. You can be missing out on the best sex of your life, I'm telling you. They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Do it. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. They do. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. Love that. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. You got to try Blue Chew free, but you got to use that promo code Big Thing at checkout. Just pay five dollars shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code Big Thing to receive your first month free. Yeah, do you hear that? Free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we gotta thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. As we get older, I'll tell you, the bidets. Oh, I love the bidets. I, I wish I would. I, I got introduced to the bidet uh, a long time ago with Tushy, and oh, it's it's it is so what what an invention! What an invention! To it, at first you sit down and you want to feel classy. You want to show some class. You show some class by getting the the bidet on your. I'm not going to say it. I could have rhymed, but I didn't. It's it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about it because the next time you're sitting down on the toilet to squeeze out a big baseball bat. I'll tell you what happens. Hello, Tushy wants you to remember one thing. The time that you're spending scrolling on your phone, it's it's not giving you peace of mind. You know what it's giving you? Hemorrhoids. That's right. Men spend twice as long in the bathroom. This is fact. I go into that bathroom sometimes for, for peace, but I wind up sitting trying to get some business done. And it is the one leading cause of hemorrhoids is prolonged sitting on the toilet. That's right. If you wipe with toilet paper, it's only going to irritate your, your butthole. That's what it's going to do. The Tushy? It cleans your butt with a targeted stream of fresh water, eliminating the need for painful wiping. So I really, really dig it. And it just feels, it feels, it just feels nice. Again, I feel, I feel classy. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel classy. That's the whole thing. So Tushy Bidet cleans your, your, your butt two times better and gentler than wiping with toilet paper. For the rest of your life, you can leave the bathroom sooner feeling confident that your butt's actually clean. The bidet Easily attaches to your existing toilet. You know how long it takes? Under t- 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I was going to say 20. It's not true. It took me about eight minutes. Without additional plumbing or electricity needed. Every Hello Tushy bidet comes with a 30-day hassle-free return and a 12-month warranty. So stop wiping until you bleed. Come on. Join the 3 million butts who've already made the switch to Tushy. For a limited time, our listeners get 10% off your entire order when you use the code BIGTHING at checkout. That's 10% off your order at H-E-L-L-O-T-U-S-H-Y dot com. HelloTushy.com. Promo code big thing. That's right. PLD said to me the other day, he's like, you, you put Tushy and Blue Chew back to back. I was like, absolutely. Why not? Tushy, the bidet, you need it. 
get your tush ready to go. But you want a bidet? We have a, a yeah. sponsor. It's a bidet now. Tushy. Didn't well, let me tell you something. I'm not gonna that. out him. I'm not gonna out him. But he's a fo- uh, he's a, a fellow Schmodown personality. Yeah. Big personality. Yeah. He <laughs> showed me all his the clues. Yeah. Big personality. <laughs> little fella. Okay. Uh, in the Schmodown, he showed me his bidet. It's insane. It's like he. <laughs> Raves about these things. It heats your cheeks. Yeah, it's got the arm that comes up. It's it's it, and this one blows is, hot this, air on this, you. This one is so easy to use, and you can install it. And like, you want me to get you one? Absolutely. Are you okay. out of your fucking mind? Okay. Do they come in different colors? I think that's a good question. Give me a damn bidet. I'll hook that thing up. Tushy. I'll give you a play by. I've never I've never used one. All right, I'll get you a tushy. I'll they, get you a tushy. Yeah, man. Um, and, and I'll get you some blue chew and tushy. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. One in- Mike, you get you're making you're making moves here today. All right. <laughs> Let's let's move. We got another one. All right, let's stay with Star Wars, guys, because Ahmed Best. You guys know him. Jar Jar, no more. I think more people really liked him in, in Obi Wan. I think he was great in Obi Wan. I did. Think, I think he was really good in that. Um, well, Ahmed Best. Apparently, he's working on a new Star Wars project, guys. That's what they say. Our Dark Horizons. Ahmed Best, the actor who played Jar Jar Binks in the prequels, hints that he's returning to the role and to the franchise for a new project. In a selfie posting on his Instagram account, Best can be seen doing motion capture work for a project, one which he adds the hashtag Star Wars Jar Jar Binks Activision Jedi Sith Lord, Keller and Beck. Keller and Beck was the Jedi Knight that Best was seen saving Grogu from Order 66 in a flashback scene from the third season of Mandalorian. Oh, that's when it was. I thought it was Obi-Wan. Who the Sith Lord is that he's referring to is not known. The inclusion of Call of Duty developers Activision as a tag has quickly led to speculation that the filming is for a video game, be it an unannounced project or additional content for an existing game like the Duty franchise. Respawn's Jedi Fallen Order and its sequel's Jedi Survivor have re-sparked interest in the franchise gaming potential, and Activision has some past history with the franchise. The franchise has collaborations with non-Activision titles in recent times, including the likes of Minecraft, Roblox, Brawlhalla, and Rocket League. Meanwhile, the original Star Wars Battlefront games are being released in a new collection later this year with new content and online multiplayer. Ubisoft also has Star Wars Outlaws due later this year. Um, I think it's definitely a video game, but didn't they say that there's supposed to be a Mandalorian video game? I thought I heard that there was something like a... I thought there was a Mandalorian video game, and I totally Uh, forgot. You you know what I realized, though, too? What's that? When I said that, did you guys remember that it was Mandalorian season three, or did you think no, it was Obi Wan? I thought it was Obi Wan too. I, I thought, thought he, she, he dealt with um, um, Riva. Uh, Riva. I thought, and then I, said, I realized oh, that that scene? when they said that, I was like, "That's exactly right. It was it was Grogu. He's the one who rescued him." Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when they say it, I remembered right away. But it's just like it's they all kind of blend together. This yeah, point. they do. Yeah, because yeah. um, it's every week and on top of each other, and all looks the same. It's, it's so. It's just and again, it's there's a problem. The problem right now is I was thinking about this because I had a conversation when we did it. We did our live show with Roka the other day, and one of our one of the great supporters of, of all the channels we've had, Tim Sim, oh, yeah. um, wrote a thing, and he's and he we all agreed, Tim, myself, Roka, that Star Wars films are in a rough place right now. That's why they need these one of these movies to hit because yeah. they're just they're just in bad shape. Now Tim was on a different side when it came to TV. He thought TV was flourishing and TV was doing really well. Okay. Um, I don't feel that way. I and I said as much on on the show because I think that when you look at a moment like this, that Ahmed Best moment was awesome. Yeah. It was a great moment. There's a lot of great moments in the television shows. There's a lot of really great episodes here and there. But like as a whole, like there's not the uh, it, the only show I think that was great. Well, 
Mandalorian season one I thought was pretty great. Two was really good. Um, mm-hmm. And and Andor was obviously great. Yeah. Those are the those are the three that I say are great. Ahsoka to me is almost like one of those movies that I watch and I go, I really thought I liked it more when I saw it, and it gets like forgettable the more I think about it. Obi Wan was such a lost uh, missed opportunity, um, and yeah. badly written. Uh, and Ahsoka was fairly ba- badly written. That's when you're talking about before was like it's a good writing will get you that moment. So I don't know, Steph. Am, am I am I nuts with these moments? No, no, yeah. I completely agree. I I really loved Obi-Wan when I was watching it, but it's the same thing where I'm like, there's a few episodes where I'm like, yeah, those were great to me and mm-hmm. we'll maintain that. And then but the overarching feeling I have is I don't feel like going back to it yet. But I yeah. but who knows? It might change because I will say lately I've been like hankering for a new, a new uh, thing, right? A, <laughs> a new Star Wars? Is that what you're no, well, oh. that, yeah, because Bad Batch was actually good. little yeah. tickle for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Hey, this is good. But I wanted to see Force Awakens again, actually. Oh, okay. Well, you know what's... But then I'm scared what you always say. You know what's going to happen. Next. You just know what's coming next. <laughs> um, you know what's, what's, what's funny is that I think it's telling. You never talk about Ahsoka. Yeah, you never talk about that show. I and know. You were so she's your favorite character. Yeah, you were waiting for her to show up, and it's just kind of like, and you when you watch it, you because we it was during the strike, so you didn't really talk about it with us weekly. But, but I didn't even text you about no. it. That's no. crazy. Ghosted me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. It was. It just, it, yeah, I think it was a mixture of Ahsoka being my favorite character and Rebels being my favorite animated show. Yeah, it, right. And it just it, didn't, so you were the target deliver. audience for you. Yeah, it was fully. It, yeah, it just it didn't. It seemed it. It was like a good. It was like it was. It just didn't have a lot. It, too many calories. Right. Yeah. Too many calories. I I just didn't like the story told. Yeah. yeah. I guess at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's what it is, but. I'm at best coming back for I think a game is great. They need to get their game division right now is is kind of non-existent, and they have these other things coming up. So they definitely need a, a good boost. And I like and and I'm so glad that I will say and spinning it to the positive side of it, I am very happy to see that both he and Hayden Christensen are getting the love now. That because P, this guy was just yeah brutalized. Not his fault. Not his fault, and no. brutalized, and that he was brutalized before there was even social media. Can you imagine? Right? Can you imagine the power of that? Oh my God! And so yeah. now, luckily enough, those people that would be tweeting at him grew up with him, so they love him. But yeah. those people, if they got the movies now, would be going after him on Twitter. But um, I think a game is cool. Yeah, and and it could be he could be saying Jar Jar Binks, but it could be throwing us off, mm-hmm. and it could be a Mandalorian Grogu game. Yeah, it could be. It, it could be, some... and then him just a bigger role in it, or just one role in it. Yep, yep. So <laughs> we'll see. I mean, how do you guys feel about Ahmed returning to Star Wars again? Are you excited about it? What do you also think about? The, the what we're talking about with TV. Where do you stand on the TV shows with Star Wars? Do you think that they've been pretty good? You you like what they're doing with them? You think keep on going because you're doing nothing wrong, or do you feel the way we did that the writing needs to get a little bit better? It also shows, I guess, the accolade because Amanda Stenberg was talking about the show and, and they were talking about um, the excitement, which is good because it means that we're going to start hearing more stuff about the accolade. Because it apparently comes out in June, is what they said. Apparently. Yeah, no trailer yet. When do you think we're getting a trailer for that one? Okay, it's March, the end of March maybe. Mm-hmm. 
you think I think you I think you're right. I think I think March is a good could be a good time to get that. And if it is June, I think it's yeah, I think they said June, end of June, which is great. Um Yeah, that, that would be awesome. That is such I, I heard the comments, I think, from Kathleen Kennedy about that show, which is like, well, they want to see how the time period's gonna do. We've never explored this far back. What I'm worried about. I think it's a right way to look at it, honestly. It's like, let's see how how it does. But what I'm worried about is if it doesn't do well, they're like, oh, no one cares about that time period. What if the show's just not done well? Yeah. What if the show? What if you don't care about the characters? Mm-hmm. Don't don't take it as far as the time period goes. Take it as far as like how it's shot. If it's a really well shot show, really well directed, really well acted, and people aren't watching it because and and the feedback is, I don't care about anybody in this time period. I don't care about this time period. Then maybe there's some merit to it. But the other side of it is it crushes. It does really, really well. It's the best Star Wars show that's put out there, and everybody wants to start making stories in that time period. That's my hope. Yeah. That's my fingers crossed. I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still excited for the show because of the time period side of it. Me too. Hopefully it'll be like Arcane where yeah. they – they threw it out there thinking no one would care about it. I love that show. And then it's yeah. like the best show in so long. Yeah, season two comes out this yes. year, right? Oh, my God. It's oh going to be killer. You still haven't watched that, huh? No. It's so good, it's Mike. Really animated, good. Animated. Yeah, it's yeah, really, but it, really good. It's, it's, What's it about? Oh, it's too it's too complicated it's too to talk long, about. It's but a, that's should, a good pitch. No, that's a great I, pitch. but it's it's just too, I should say it's too, it's too dense to, to start saying the whole, whole thing here. But it's really, it's. I can't remember who recommended it to me. You, know you have to give it the full three episodes, yeah. and then you'll be like someone kicked your balls in a nice way. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like a good ball kick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just at a point, I guess, I just want to be excited for Star Wars again. I know. I'm not yeah. excited for the Acolyte. I'm not. Yeah, I understand Because I'm like. Yeah. I get that. You're too, you've been oh. let down too many times. Not even a let down. It was just. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's like, it's like pizza. It's never going to be bad. It's, sometimes it's going to be like, yeah, that was this better. That pizza. was Dorno. that was dough with cheese and sauce. And you want to talk about great pizza? Let's I talk do. about Dune Part Two. Oh now gosh, that, but that, we're back on this. Yeah, because it goes. To, I haven't seen it yet. It goes back. To, no one has yet. You guys haven't seen it except it's this me. weekend. But what oh. I'm, but what I'm, but what I'm talking about is what you just brought up. Okay. And I want to go at that point. Is that like right now? I'm on. Like, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that someone in Lucasfilm goes. All right, maybe just stick into the old. It's just for kids thing. It isn't isn't really what we should be doing. We should try to take a more mature approach to this thing, and they won't. But make a few like this because this is just this is classic, dude. I'm telling you, this is some of the best science fiction storytelling I'm, ever. I'm gonna say something. I'm in this the geist of whatever you know, movies and whatnot. But Godzilla minus one, mm-hmm. I had no desire to see that movie yeah. until the hype took over, right. and you love. And it. then I was like, I hope it lives up to it. Dune is the same thing. Like it, the first one's been on my thing forever. Yeah. No, I love, I I love me, yeah. every member in that cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My theory, my my history with Dune is the TV, sh- the, movie, the movie, and then the sci-fi series, and right. the, with McAvoy. Same. And I was like, well, it's not really for me. But the hype for this movie and what everyone's saying, I'm tempered because I don't want to be let sure. down. Sure. But I want to feel that way about Star Wars. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. But I think I highest rated IMDb movie ever. Dune. 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 I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This movie. Like, and I've. I'm 
I related to almost everything that you just said just then because I remember back in it came out in '84. It was right after Return of the Jedi, and I remember going, "Oh, another science fiction!" And then you thing. see it, and you're like, you're "Like this the is hell what, is this? What the hell Not is again. this?" I was a kid. You, still, you couldn't follow it, and even if you go back to watch it now, it's it's really really dated. The Bowie one. Yeah, not Bowie. Bowie was wasn't it. Sting. Oh, Sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he plays. Which one uh, did Bowie do? Labyrinth. Oh, Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> those are like the same to me. Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I know I, same era. But like, but I can. I get what you're but saying. you can follow what the hell's going on in Labyrinth and, and you the other oh, June. Okay. Have you seen the original? No, June? no, no. You don't need. I'm to. not going to. Um. So it's just it's yeah it's it's just not, especially after seeing what they do and this is like Dune one and Dune two. Are uh, really, it's like a five and a half, six hour film when you watch both of them. The Dune 1984 is trying to put all of that information in a two hour and 15 minute movie. Yeah. And it's just very hard to do. But to go off your point, Mike, like I was sitting there going, I'm, when I was, it was a press screening and there was, I don't know, 25 people in the room, maybe 30. And the hype, I felt like I was going to see The Force Awakens. Like, I was like, I'm sitting there going, wow, I could feel the energy in this room. Interesting. For this film. And watching it, I was just, in, I was just transplanted. I was there. I was like there watching. I didn't even see it in IMAX. And I was there. And I'm like, I haven't felt like that for Star Wars in a really long time. Man. Because, and I am on the side of it because I just constantly get disappointed in it going oh there's so many different like they're the fan films sometimes when you look at the fan films it's like they seem like they get it better than than what's going on at lucasfilm i mean I, and i'm the same way across the board yeah mcu even dc to extent dc bought itself some time because i knew we're rebooting and i knew it's gonna be a couple of years and i will feel that excitement mm -hmm. again marvel I, I i'm like i'm not excited for any like the fantastic four news casting was nice yeah I'm not a hype for Deadpool 3. I know everyone yeah, is. I, I know everyone know. in the world is. The trailer didn't do anything. Like, the trailer for me, if they wouldn't have leaked everything and people taking pictures of everything and we saw Wolverine over him, standing yeah. over him in that's that final shot. Though. I know it's not. Yeah. I know it's not. But Yeah, that's such a bummer. Oh, my God. That. that one. So for me, the trailer, they shouldn't have done that because it's like, I know what you're trying to do here. We all have seen the yellow costume. It's not going to. It doesn't yeah. do the hit you did. So for me, the trailer was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I look. I want to see Deadpool very much. So um, I know you do. I'm pumped for it, but I I understand it because it's like, look, it's the same thing you said beforehand, Mike. With yeah, I'm when you're putting so when there's so much stuff coming out. Yeah, Marvel had stuff coming out though once, twice a year, and the hype was there. It's just the quality. Yeah, you started, looked forward to it, but the quality started to dip. And I think streaming and putting all the TV shows then just really just he was spread too, Maybe Feige was spread too thin, and maybe Favreau yeah. and Filoni are spread too thin. I don't know. Yeah, the spread too thin part of it, Favreau and Filoni, they're not as in, as involved. It's not, it's not like, like I said, I like Filoni a lot. And I think that at least they have someone now yeah. that is actually paying attention to the overall through line. My problem yeah. with Filoni is I think that Filoni is too caught up in the old kind of George Lucas way of things. And I don't mean just the, the story side of it, because George Lucas is the greatest storyteller of all time, one of them. And he, the way crafting the actual story itself, absolutely. But when you, when you're trying to do the faster, quicker, more intense thing and you're letting the dialogue be sacrificed and, and certain things that like you look at Ahsoka, there's certain things in Ahsoka that it's like, it's just, like I said, it's just bad writing, like really bad writing. And that's the type of stuff that makes me nervous when you then <laughs> compare it to like a what, and this is hilarious because Denis Villeneuve, who I think captures dialogue incredibly in Dune, 
comes out with a statement. I know. I and, love that statement. And says, Good for him. I hate dialogue. Good for him. He goes, I hate dialogue. If it was up to me, I'd never do dialogue ever again. I would just concentrate on the visuals. Good the for him. But he gets a pass from me because he does dialogue he does. extraordinarily well. It's like Scorsese. I, I, I did this Twitter comment. I don't know if you saw it, where I was like, up. Oh, Film Twitter's going, uh, now going to turn on him just like they did Scorsese right, and right. Ridley Scott and everybody. These guys have earned the right to say stuff like that. And they're filmmakers. And I mean, hey, he's not wrong. You see Silent Night with John Woo? No. Great movie. Fun movie. Okay. I think it was a little bit about 20 years too late because of John Wick and everything. If they if he had made that movie 15 years ago, it would have hit much better. Yeah. But we'd seen it all in John Wick. It's John Wick without dialogue. And even those movies, though, there's so okay. sparse dialogue. It's like... Right. So, well, I But mean, it's John Woo, so right. he gets a pass for and, me. Yeah, and it's not 1998 yeah, Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm with you. I want to be as excited. And that's what I hope. I hope... Because Acolyte, by the way, as we go back into what we were talking about earlier in the show, Acolyte is, from what they say, a lot of real location stuff. I know. And not a lot of volume stuff. I know. So if they... And, and the rumor is also that they're close to hour-long episodes. If these are close to hour-long episodes, eight episodes on location with a Game of Thrones type feel, yeah, then then maybe they turn it around and you're like, whoa, holy! This is Andor and the Acolyte. They've they've got gold right now, and then they put out Mandalorian and Grogu, kick ass with that one. They can get back on track fast. They can do it. The question is, are they going to stay in that same mindset of what they've been doing? Time will tell. Uh, huh. What do you guys think? As far as Dune goes, are, are, how many people are excited for Dune? How many people are going to see it this weekend? We're going to do a full episode tomorrow with Roxy, myself, and Brett about whether or not we think it can hit a billion dollars. Yeah, go ahead. Mike. I'm just so curious. I just, like someone sh- got a sh- shot a screenshot of like the four AMC theaters and their mob. I was like, yeah. And The Flash was that on opening weekend too, or like the op- opening night. What do you mean? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Did, did, Flash. Did, did, if you would have taken a, was it a, a if you would have taken a screenshot of like on the AMC A list yeah. of the four big AMC theaters, was the Flash. Okay, it, you would get a sold out. Like these are the people going this weekend that are the diehard Dune fans. Sure, you've got to get the people. Word of mouth. Two week, three weeks yeah. from now, that are like yeah. I've heard everything about this. I'm in that middle group. Like I love movies. Mm-hmm. I would see it eventually. But I'm not going to rush out opening weekend to see it. When but I'm getting more and more hyped about it. When are you going to watch it first? After this weekend. I've been okay. doing some studying stuff I had to do. Um, okay. Not for this remote now. No, but oh, very okay. similar. I oh, felt, really? I felt like it again. It's I'm not doing I'm. It's a job. And, oh, okay. But last night I had my notes out on the script, and she's like, what are you doing? Look at you. You're already taking notes on this movie, and you're pausing it. And I was like, I know. She's like, you're back in the showdown again. I was like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, help. you know, it's like Jurassic. Yeah. There's eight dinosaurs that they started with, and I'm like, oh, that's a look. Fuck. I hope the job works out. All right, throw your comments in there and let us know what you think. Got to tell you about AG1 and the perfect gene. Excited to be working on both of them. Here you go. AG1. I love AG1. You guys know I love AG1. I've been talking about AG1. I got Riley now. Riley's on the AG1. He loves it because it is what you need to do. I'm not a vitamins guy. I've never been a big vitamins guy because there's just too many of them. You got to take 75 million in order to be all cut up. Uh Uh-uh. Do it all in one shot because taking care of your health, it's not always easy, but it's got to be simple. So you guys know for the last two years, I've been drinking it every day. No exceptions. It's easy. It's one scoop. You mix it in water and it makes me feel great. And it gives me all my dose of vitamins I just, I, I, I just dig it. And I support, I, I completely like trust it and I've been trusting it. So I've been raving about it forever. I know what I'm getting. I'm getting the essential brain, the gut, the immune health support with the vitamins, the probiotics, the nutrients from the whole foods. I think of it uh, as a nutritional insurance. 
because I know I'm covering my, my bases right from the start of the day. It's so good. I shake it up in a bottle of water. It's awesome. And if it's one product that I would recommend to elevate your health, it is AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So take ownership of your health and start with AG1. You got to try AG1. You get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash big thing. Drinkag1.com slash big thing. I love perfect jeans. I was so lucky. I the other day I was they had sent me these jeans and I put them on, and man, they are comfortable. They are really, really comfortable. So if you didn't know about them, the the problem is a lot of times these you have these kind of rough and rigid jeans. I did, and they crush your they crush your nuts. That's what they do. Because if you're wearing oversized jeans, they kind of make you a laughing stock at the office at the bar. Is your significant other tired of you wearing sweats or khakis because you hate wearing jeans? Well. That's why today's sponsor, The Perfect Jean, finally solved all of your denim difficulties. They make great-looking, perfect-fitting jeans that are comfortable as sweatpants. And the secret? A special denim fabric that's super soft and has the perfect amount of stretch so you can squat, do yoga, or just sit around all day, and you don't want to take them off. They make six different fits. They're from skinny to thick, thick, and they have a waist from 26 to 50, lengths from 26 to 38, big boys, short kings, tall dudes, and all the rest. They got you. Now, for a limited time, our listeners are going to get 15% off their first order plus free shipping at theperfectgene.nyc, or you Google the perfect gene and use that code BIGTHING15 for 15% off. So I really, really, it, it, for me, I've got to have a comfortable gene. I've really got to, it's, it's, I got to feel like I'm almost, I, I can move in them and I don't feel like, I don't know, like scrunched up. And these things are, they're really, really, they, they deliver on what they're promising. They're comfortable. They're stretchy. I can move around. They really fit well. It's great. So it's finally top. You got to stop crushing your balls, guys. And in those uncomfortable jeans, you go to theperfectgene.nyc. And our listeners are going to have 15% off your first order. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. You got to use that code BIGTHING15 at checkout. So that's 15% off for new customers at theperfectgene.nyc with promo code BIGTHING15. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you your khakis and get the perfect gene. All right, AG1, I've told you about. I got Riley on it now. I got Roke on it. I got Steph's on it. I got everybody on AG1. Everybody loves AG1. You guys know it. Make sure you get them. We want them to come back. I put all of the links in the description for all of our sponsors and the perfect gene. Right? I had some gene problems this weekend. Didn't you see my tweets? No, did I didn't express? See, did, they, did, they, did they, what happened? Did they, did they okay, split? Okay, so I love... I found a very good pair of jeans. If I'm a guy, like if I find a pair of jeans that works, yeah. that's my jean forever. Yeah. I was always a Levi's guy. Yeah. Levi's slim fit. My buddy guy's like, try these express jeans. They got a little bit of spandex in them. And I tried them on. They were slim style, the slim. Mm -hmm. I was like, these are fantastic. So when you buy jeans, do you buy like, hey, that's my size, that's the style, and you don't have to try them on, you just know? Mm -hmm. Right. So they had a special at the holidays. I went and bought a blue, like the one I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Well, no, those are and then a light blue. Show that. Yeah. I hadn't had the try the light blue on yet. I was just like, they were like a spring jean. I put them on the other day. These things were skinny jeans. Oh. Like, but the label yeah. said slim. I laid them up on top of each other. The pant leg opening is like a half inch bigger. No, no, the a, side is coming out. Not for perfect jeans. So I was just like, and the store's like, well, it's past the 30-day refund. Oh, I was no. like, I've got all the tag. I don't wear them perfect, once. Perfect jean. I'll hook you up. I, I was super, they're super comfortable. I love them. They're, they're great. Hook me so up. I will. I will. All right. Let's move on. Got another thing. Here we go. All right, Steph, you watched The Last Airbender. How, yes. How many are you into so far? I finished it. You finished it. How, how many episodes was it? Ten? Eight. Eight. And thoughts? 
I liked it. Did you? Yes. Okay. It's not a one for one, and I'm because you were nervous that, about it. Yes, I was. Yeah. And I'm actually uh, kudos to the direction because I think that I understand why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is getting. I'm excited if there's a season two because it's setting it up for okay. kind of a grander tale. But I really liked it. I feel bad for the people who don't, but I think if you were expecting a one to one, then yeah, you'd be disappointed. What do you think? You think I would dig it? I think so. Okay. I th- I think you should watch it with Vivi, maybe. She liked she liked the, the animated series, so maybe yeah. I will. But yeah. um, because that one is one I'm gonna start to watch. I was gonna do reactions to it, but then I I didn't have the time for it, and then I saw people just it was just kind of like back and forth. Yeah, and it, I, was I like, know, I but it, I think a lot of the back and forth was the people who loved the animated series, yeah. which I did, but I just didn't have a problem with. The changes? Yeah, the changes. I actually appreciated it, especially for a wider audience. And the actors are really cute. So okay. there's like one or two where I'm like, not like cute like that. I get They're you. adorable. I get you. They're yeah. kids. I know. Yeah, I think it's it's just a an adorable story and there's a lot of heart to it. And it looks good. It looks really good. All right. I'll have to, I, I will check it out. It's one of the things I want to check out. But the thing that I'm going to watch, what's up? Aren't you going to ask me if I watched it? Hey, hey, Mike, did you watch it? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> just not for me. I, I've tried the cartoon. Yeah, not no, for me. Okay. Yeah, that's I didn't. Fine. Th- that's why I didn't ask. I before I even do that though. Oh, I still want to finish True Detective. I haven't finished True Detective, but my next thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to finish. Uh, I'm going to start watching Shogun. I hear great things about Shogun. How it's, many episodes? It two dropped last night. Okay, the two episode uh, premiere. It's a slow burn, but it is fantastic. Talk okay. about shooting like really real on location. It just looks. I want to move to Japan. Yeah. It's dark. People are comparing it to Game of Thrones. Totally. Yeah. It's that's what it's setting up for. It's just taking its time setting up the characters. And I didn't know it was going to be all in Japanese basically. Oh, it's it really? Yeah. So that like that I think is why it's a little slower for me to be like, okay, he's him, he's mm. him. Like, so I'm trying to. Yeah, but you're locked in. I'm locked in. Roka loved it too. Roka was raving about there's it. There's some scenes where I'm like, oh, you guys are evil. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's Game of Thrones style. I say I've heard that I was going to start watching that last night because I had you told me about the trailer and then Roka was raving about it. Mm-hmm. And then I saw all online. People were just saying this is like the best new show of the year. Yeah. And people are loving this. show. I think so, it is. Yeah. And then how about I forget. Do you guys watch the bear? Yes. Did you hear that? The, like, I didn't even know this. Do you know, bear season three is coming out this year now. No. Yeah. They announced it like the other day. It's like and like in like June. What? Yeah, it's like dropping. It's dropping this year. That House of the Dragon. Like, there's one other one that I can't remember what it was. That's something that I really want to see. Um, but that's crazy that that show. That like, I don't know which one I'm more excited at, uh, House of the Dragon or that one. Oh and yeah. And then the Acolytes, the other one. Right. All in June. I think they're all in June. Really? I think so. Okay. I think so. That's great. I, 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 I could definitely be wrong about that, but I think that they're yeah, all the coming. But they're so always wrong. Good. So yeah. Well, I was wrong about you. I thought you were going to be good on this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's keep Walmart. going. <laughs> See, that's what I like about Mike. He, he he respects it. He respects it. <laughs> Can't make fun of yourself. What uh, are you doing in life? One hundred percent. All right. Man. All right. Next one. Let's talk about inflated budgets. Oh, um, man. Well, uh, and when I say that, it's just rumors going around about the new Superman movie. Someone someone said that the movie costs a lot of money already, and people are talking about the actual budget itself. And the, the headline on comic book movie is Superman Legacy director James Gunn debunks a wild rumor about the movie's massive budget. 
Superman Legacy writer, director, and DC Studios co-CEO James Gunn has laughed off crazy rumors about the reboot's budget and teases even more DCU announcements being somewhere on the horizon. Josh Wilding. Cameras will begin rolling on Superman Legacy any day now, and while we'd like to think that this means that set photos will offer a first look at the new Man of Steel, there's no guarantee. The excitement surrounding James Gunn's reboot is palpable, and the future of the DCU may well hinge on the movie's success. It's been a long time since moviegoers were treated to a truly great Superman adventure in theaters, so the hero could prove to be a tough sell. It's fortunate, then, that Warner Brothers Discovery and DC Studios are keeping the budget under control. There have been some wild rumors on social media lately that Superman Legacy will cost over $364 million, making it one of the most expensive comic book movies ever. To that, Gunn recently said, absolutely not. How in the world do they think they know what our budget is? While we're guessing that Superman Legacy won't be cheap, the fact is it doesn't include any pricey A-list stars, and it'll help greatly when it comes to keeping costs under control. The most expensive DC movie to date is 2017's Justice League. The budget for that ballooned to upwards $300 million. But if you add in what it costs to finish the Snyder Cut, the sum becomes truly eye-watering. In related news, another fan asked Gunn if more DCU projects were announced at this year's San Diego Comic-Con or during some sort of live stream. And James Gunn said those are our only two options. All right. So we um, we have <clears throat> some news. First, let's talk about the budget. Yeah. So I think that this movie, because it's Superman, like I would what I'd want to see, I'd want to see this movie made for $120 million. There's no world where that's going to happen. I'd say two hundred million. So the thing is, um, it'll probably cost two hundred million, and I get it. It's Superman. You're running with the IP, and you you need to go big. Two hundred should be the limit. You should not go over two hundred million for this movie. What do you think, Steph? Yeah, I agree with you. I think most people are pretty much using Indiana Jones as the reference point yeah. of what not to do right now. So I, I don't I don't know. I really trust James Gunn. I don't think that he's a person that overutilizes a budget. Right. What do you think, Mike? You think it's because you're a DC guy, Jason. This movie needs to hit. <sighs> it's so tough. Like original the original article, like no person knows the budget of this right. movie. Right. No one does. Right. But it's so it's all throwing things that it's 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 clicks, you know. You hear that thing, um, and and again on a movie like when you think of a budget, like I've been a part of a movie where a friend of mine was a stunt guy coming on the movie. They flew him first class, put him up in a four star hotel. Like that doesn't need to happen. You right. fly coach, right. you stay at the local Holiday Inn, right? But because unions and contracts, yeah. they, that's yeah. where budgets come into. Yeah. It's not just it's a great point. the effects on a movie. It's so much more yeah. the catering. If they've got great catering yeah. versus you know lobster thermidor on the set versus you know hamburgers and right. ribs, right? There's so much. So when you're talking budget it's a great and looking, point. it's where, not brought up enough. Yeah, so yeah. it's like that's where you like. It, it, they have no big star. I bet Corn right. Sweat didn't even make hundred million or uh, one million oh. for this. No, no way. He's making probably five hundred thousand to six fifty with for options. Movie one for movie with one. options right. for we will a hundred percent increase you for two and three. Depends on who his agent is. But but I think you're yeah. right. But oh, it depends on whose agent is. If they, if the agent's playing ball, because the I'll agent bet, is a lot of time responsible for the budget going mm -hmm. up. Yeah, I'll bet yeah. Brosnahan is making more than him on this. I bet you're right. As she, should. Yeah. she should. Absolutely, she should. She should. Yeah, she's absolutely a more, more recognizable name. And she's, I'll bet her agent wanted her top billing. 
Mm. I'll bet he they push for it. And, like, and they're like, you're probably not wrong. He's making less yeah. than you, but he's super in. He's getting top billing. Yeah. She's yeah. a multi Emmy winner. Of course. Right. She's, right. The, she's the bigger star. She is, she's the more recognizable. 100%. But then, you know, the argument could be like, yeah, but it's Superman. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be, but the point is made. It's not the cast that's going to balloon this. No. Thing. Um, now the sequels, who knows? But they sure. get, but they got to get to a place. I think a safe number for them yeah. to make money on this thing is one fifty to one sixty. I was gonna say one eighty. Yeah, I mean that's probably where it's gonna it's gonna hit that one eighty two hundred is probably what they're gonna do. Yeah, I just think a safe number is one fifty because if you make four hundred million on the thing, then then at least you, you can you can pack up and go home. Mm -hmm. well, and what I like about Gun too is he his money is on the screen. Like when he makes a film, you see the budget on the screen. Yeah, it's never like even Guardians One, which probably had a smaller budget, looks great. You yeah, know? I wonder what so, the budget was for Guardians Three. Let's see. Not Guardians Three. Look at Guardians say, One. Oh, well, no, okay. look at the, what they gave him for an unknown superhero film. The budget was two hundred thirty-two million for Guardians One, and Part Three was two fifty. So he's used to using. And Mike's not wrong. Where what's going on there? You're making good points. Um, That's right, buddy. But you, you, you didn't want me on the show. I know, but you're making That's good what points. You got. But Gar, he knows how to utilize his budget. Yeah, he does. He knows how to use it. It's just I'm also I'm just in this spot right now. It's so much so that every time a report comes out about movies budgets, people are tagging me on, yeah. on X now because of it. Because I'm like, because the Gladiator Three thing is ridiculous. But Joker Two ridiculous. To my point. Like the indie, indie, you know, three was it three fifty or whatever three sixty. You know yeah. that film with the money that they were spending for the cast and crew, no, wherever was, they were. Yeah, that ballooned that thing up. Of course, and then you also have got Harrison Ford and other, yeah. and other people inside of the. But it, that movie though was absolutely. You're not outside of the things that travel and all that yeah. and the catering. You're right, but. They also spent so much on big set pieces that Indiana Jones didn't need, like yeah. big things, like that whole ending in the planes. That that's like stuff out of a Marvel movie, and that's yeah. in the Indiana Jones. And you're like, you don't you. you don't need that because Indiana Jones is small. The small scenes in the Last Crusade are the stuff that you remember, like just yeah. him in a cave with a knight. That's it. That was that's the stuff you remember. Yeah, and. This this that stuff what they did. They just didn't use. They didn't utilize the budget. Yeah. So the other side of it is the announcements. Now, Zavzlov, Zoloft said the same thing <laughs> on um, the, the call that there's more stuff coming. Yeah. I think this is dangerous. I think this is dangerous. Well, it, I see get, what you're saying. Yeah. Get, get Superman out first. I know what you're saying. Get Superman first before, before you start making announcements because if Superman eats it, your plans are going away. The, yeah. you, you're, all not your plans, you're not wrong. All your plans are done if Superman bombs. You're not wrong. So I mean, unless that you know, the, some the rumors were that some of the announcements were like the Supergirl cast, yeah. and like, okay, that's fine. We already got Millie Alcock knowing that she's going to do it, so yeah. that's fine. Um, but don't start give, don't start announcing new movies unless it's Batman, because Batman is another proven IP. It's tough because he this is Chapter One, and he announced the ten things, yeah. but then he said there's more that's coming in Chapter One, right. so. Ten things are a lot. It's a lot. And we still don't know anything outside of the Supergirl, yeah. Creature Commandos. Or if anyone will care. Yeah. It's, yeah. But also, you're going to start announcing Batman stuff, and the, the Batman 2 starts filming soon. So you're going to... I know. You're going to cross over, and you got Penguin coming out. It's tough. I think that comes out this year. 
I think so. That's maybe the other That's one. what I'm excited for. You yeah. want to talk a TV show yeah. that I'm excited for. Penguin. Uh, Penguin. Really Penguin's really kidding me? Yeah, for sure. Get out of here. <laughs> that nonsense. What do, you, what do you think about uh, the budget, about the announcements, all of it? Uh, yeah, like I said, I just trust James Gunn, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to see what he does. I agree. I, I'm not into the huge announcements before you actually right. pull out a few of them first. Like Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Because it's just, I mean, that's probably why we feel burned about yeah. it. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's just not necessary. And he's usually pretty, I don't know, he's such a showman. So I, I do trust it. Yeah. And then do you think that there's going to be any big announcements that you're excited for with DC? I don't know. I'm not as big into okay. yeah the undercover yeah. care the less popular characters yeah. I should say. All right, hey, I'm gonna give you a less popular decision, and hmm. then we're gonna call it a day. Okay. All right, I'm gonna talk about this Netflix thing. Netflix is tipped to raise prices once again. Netflix is expected to once again raise its prices this year on its streaming plans in a bid to accelerate revenue and earnings for growth. That's the assessment from analysts at UBS Securities, who in a research note released today, we expect to see rate increases this year. Combined with an increase in revenue from its ad-supported tier and subscriber gains, it's estimated that Netflix's total revenue growth in 2024 will be 15% per analyst estimates, up from less 7% last year. Netflix's last price hike was in October, when its plan went from $9.99 to $11.99 in the United States. And UK and France also saw price increases at the time. The streamer hasn't announced any plans to increase subscriptions prices in 2024. UBS says structural changes in the streaming space recently are benefiting Netflix. From platform consolidation and content spending cuts to a renewed interest in licensing, Netflix will reportedly benefit from studios shifting importance from subscriber growth to profitability. Netflix added 29.5 million new subscribers in 2023. They had a good year. Um, and it's funny when people, everyone's like, oh, all these streamers are coming out. Netflix ain't going to be the champ anymore. Well, they still are because Netflix is making these other moves. They had the SAG Awards on the other day, and and, mm. they, and they, they've got sporting events. They're going to have WWE. That, that's what they got. The WWE is what they got. They got yeah. WWE. They got all these different things that you can, you, they're, they're changing up their, their stuff. So with the announcement of WWE, with the announcement of all these things, I think a spike in it was coming. Um, I just feel like Netflix, because they always have, they have so much that people want to watch. I remember saying, because at one point I was like, I don't think I watch Netflix that much, enough to where I, I would care if I if I canceled it and then got it back when I wanted to see Stranger Things or something else. I pitched that in my household. You might as well said that I was going to unload 75 pounds of dog shit in my living room <laughs> because they all looked at me like, are you crazy? Like my 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 little one watches t- whatever she watches on it. She watches Tutton Ninjago and all these other things. She watches my my oldest watches all these shows on on Netflix, like the, that Mindy Kaling show that, that was on for a little bit. Oh, She's yeah. watching that now. And my wife watches tons of stuff. They all were like, no, you're not getting rid of Netflix. So I was like, well, there you go. So Netflix could charge $20 a month and people are going to pay for it. I don't think they're going to lose a lot of people. Am I wrong? No, I just if I knew for a fact they were paying their writers and the staff now. more, do you th- after the strikes, uh, hopefully a little bit, yeah, according to plan. But I don't think it's it's almost like they went up in that, so they have to go up in this. That's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, so exactly that's I don't that just sucks that we have to pay the price of it. That's I mean that's that's what it. That's basically yeah. that's what was said sure in the it room. It's like I'm it's sure. like with fast food workers where they get a raise, yeah. and then the prices go up and stuff. Food, it's, get, it's, the, yeah, I mean, get, it makes sense. Yeah, it's like if I'm if I'm running a business and I'm like, okay, look, they sh- they struck. We've got to pay them. How are we going to pay them? 
only way we can. We got to up. The, we got to. We got to change our prices. I find it's interesting. Netflix to me has kind of become like um, Disney in Orlando in the sense that this theme park. When you go to Orlando, they Disney wants it to be like you don't go anywhere else. You get off that plane at MCO, they got shuttles taking you to the Disney property. Then you don't have to leave the property. Like Netflix is doing that, where it's like everything you want, we're gonna have. Like for me. I love, like, The Gray Man, The Heart of Stone, which is the Gal Gadot action movie. Like, I just turned that on the other night. Just, I've seen it three or four times. It's a cool action I like movie. The movies, yeah. Mother with um, yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Wait, Gray... Uh, the, Heart of Stone was Gal Gray, Gadot. Gray, Gray, yeah, Man Gray, was Gray Man's the one. Ryan with Gosling. Gosling and I like Chris Evans. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So they're making things I love that studios aren't making anymore. The $30, 40000000 yeah. million dollar action yeah. movie yeah. that's not an IP. Um, so, but now the, the, the SAG Awards... I'm not an awards guy anymore. I used to be, but SAG Awards I watched. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Because I love I love that it's actors celebrating actors. Um, but, but just to know you can fast forward through yeah, it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Have, I'll tell you. that's And I still so, think, I mean, and I think we had this conversation last time, and, Ro- and I don't know if Roxy agrees with me or disagrees with me, but we've had this many times over. The Oscars should be on streaming. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Every award 100%. show should be on streaming. We're not in 1975 anymore yeah. where people are just tuning into f- you know, seven news stations, and then that's the one station that has the award show and this glamorized thing. There's 80 billion different type of things. Right. Put it on a streaming Agreed. service. It doesn't need to be on And ABC. what's interesting, too, in that I think in that report it said they're, they gain subscribers. Disney's losing subscribers. Disney mm-hmm. Plus—they're losing every year. Disney had a very different approach. In it's a, crazy I think in a wrong way, though, too, because Disney. Whether, and I'm not talking about whether or not. And it's the same way that I feel that the fandoms have been um, politicized. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Disney took a stance in general, and I'm not saying whether you agree or disagree with their stance. I think that they've taken a stance with a lot of things inside of their, um, inside of their programming. And I think that what you're going to do is you're going to get people who are like, good, I'm sticking with you. I'm going to do it. That's because you're speaking my language. And you're going to get another people going, well, I don't really agree with the way that you're pushing this particular um, thing. So I'm going to I'm going to move over here and but, they're going to leave. But do you this mean because like I look at this, all the streaming networks and like Disney, Willow, gone. Well, that is a bad. This is a like, bad why show. would you do that, though? It was yeah. always bad. Uh, mm-hmm. The first I thought it, it got better. I thought it got better oh, at one point. But then it just—it was bad. I thought the acting was pretty, pretty bad. Uh, I it just wasn't a good show. It wasn't a good written well, show. There's been a couple, not so great Marvel shows. They're still sure. on there. Uh, Marvel's a more established brand than Willow. I just saw that the people that love the car- the 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 film. I mean, the first film's not good. Uh, I like the first. film. Uh, come on now. I, like I had to watch film. it ad nauseum because of you I many like, times. I like the first film. I like it, and I and I think that with it. You d- are a great swordsman. I think that if that, I think if that well, movie was fucking awesome. I think it? if that movie, if that movie was made with kind of today's budget, the same way, it would be a very different kind of different film. And, and so they took it off because it's not good. That's why they took it off. I mean, and the ratings. Are I mean, they never said. No, I mean the rate and the ratings weren't. But good. still, it's made. Why is it not just leaving on there? I don't understand why they didn't leave it on. That's yeah. that's, that's, that's I get true. Not I a season two. Yeah, I don't get. But that. why would you take it I, off? I don't. That I don't understand. Are you that embarrassed? Is it's it not, like a backer where you're like, not, mm. it's not that? That no, it's not that. It's not that kind of bad. Okay, no. so so yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't know the answer to your question, but I'm saying it's not that. Like, if that was the reason, yeah, I'm like, why it wasn't? It, it's not good, but it's not enough to go pull that, pull that immediately. It's not good. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just asking. Yeah, there's like, other stuff on there that's just as bad that's still on there. Yeah, right. I'd love to get. That's a great question. I that never really happened, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know why that happened. I don't know. All right. What say you guys? Do you think of the Netflix subscriptions? Do you think that they're going to, um, would you pay for it if it goes up? And don't just say no. 
Think about it. Because a lot of people, you make that kind of stance and go, no. But yeah. Last night when I saw it, I was like, ah, I'm done. But now talking with you, of all the streaming ones, that's the one I go to. Right. Just you, for You'd probably cancel something else in order to pay the Netflix. I'd probably cancel Disney. Right, because you don't watch it enough, right? I don't watch it enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll it. go and get it when I want to watch a couple of the shows. Shows. Right. That's, mm. and that's, I don't watch Disney's library at all. The other, see, but... My 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 kids. They, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's that's the other one with Bluey and everything else going right. on. Yeah, there's no there's no chance that that one gets canceled. But um, but I, that's what I'm talking about. Where there's certain things. I think Amazon, Apple, they're doing it well. There's a lot of different things still that and, and the whole game. Well, is Amazon's because yeah. you get Prime and you, the yeah. shipping. Everything. It's, yeah, they keep raising that like every it, year too. But I don't like what they did. Prime. I don't like but what the, they did at all. They the they, commercials. The commercials. But, oh, I, I, I pay for Prime. But. I do. I, I agree. We're I pay paying like prime. what one fifty sixty a year. But yeah, from what I understand, I've been watching a lot. It's at the beginning of it. Yeah, no, it they're not in the up, middle. No, it pops up a couple times. No, I watched Reacher and I didn't see a commercial. No, I in was it. watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It happened like two. There was during the episode. Uh huh. I don't remember that. Yeah, they're at the beginning. I'm making that up. I don't know. You're making Maybe. it up. You're so probably used to commercials. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Steph, where can they find you? At Steph Sabra and the World Girls. Uh, Michael. At Mike Kalinowski. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, that one. Hit the subscribe <laughs> button. Help us get to 200,000 faster than we got to 100. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. As I mentioned, if you're into the UAP phenomenon, you want to know more about it, we're going to start doing daily content on the brand new channel. It is called Down to Earth with Christian Harloff, and that is going to be available with all new content coming up next week. You can subscribe to it now, but it'll be available all next week with content. So thanks for joining us here today. For Mike and Steph, I'm me. You're you. <laughs>